afternoon, listeners. I'm Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, and this is Living Well with Dr. Peg, and we're brought to you by our sponsor, SSI Guardian, the leader in school safety and security. And while there are many ideas and theories on how to improve school safety, only evidence-based training and solutions proven to make schools safer should be considered. SSI Guardian is the only organization in America that addresses all of the critical components required for a 21st century safe school. Learn more by visiting SSIGuardian.com. Well, you know, the Bible says that there's a time to be born, a time to die, but knowing that it's an inevitable fact of life doesn't make death any easier. And today we're talking about the death and grieving, uh, about death and grieving the loss of a loved one. And to help us explore this difficult but important topic, I have two women who have firsthand experience and recent experience with loss, and they'll share what it means to grieve gracefully. I'd like to welcome to the show Shanika Jacobs and Beatrice Bruno. Thanks for being here today, ladies. Thanks for, Thanks having, for having us. And Beatrice, you're no stranger to the radio. <laughs> <laughs> no, ma'am, I am not. And no. you're the co-host of a show called... The Good News with Angie Austin. All right, the good news, because there's so much bad news, right? All around us. Yes, and we've got the good news as well of Christ, and you're with our sister station here at Crawford Broadcasting. Amen. And I've had Shanika Jacobs previously on the show a couple of times. You were originally, uh, you came on talking about being a newlywed and then talked about the different seasons of life, most recently being parents. And um, we're also going to talk about Another season of life, you've had a recent loss that you'll be sharing um, in your family, and that's going to be central to our topic today. And um, Beatrice, sadly, you've had your own personal loss experience as well. So that's what we're going to be talking about. And listeners, we want to hear from you today as well. If you'd like to give us a call and share your grieving journey, Um, we're taking calls today. Dave Keita, my engineer, will uh, take your call, put you on the air today to share our number is 303-477-5600. Uh, so, Shay, let me start with you. I know that you've recently experienced a loss um, in your family, and I appreciate you being transparent and willing to share. But uh, we have about two minutes before our first break. Why don't you uh, start and share what's going on in your family? Yeah, thanks for giving me this opportunity. Uh, so, real quickly... Um, in May of 2018, my husband and I, uh, we laid to rest his mother. Um, he was an only child, so that was mm. a kind of a difficult loss. I was his, you know, wife's sibling, you know, helping him get through it. He has mm. no one else to really um, walk that with. So, mm-hmm. um, and then a few weeks after we buried her, we found out we were expecting a child. Mm. And so the joy of expectancy kind of helped us to get through that grief of losing his mom. And so we were overjoyed. And um, long story short, in September, uh, I went in for a regular doctor's visit and um, was told that the baby inside my womb, um, which was five months, um, had no heartbeat. Mm. And at first I didn't process that very well. I was like, well, can we do something about that? Mm-hmm. Um, well, can you see a heartbeat? You don't hear one. But, you know, I, I, I was confused mm-hmm. in that moment of understanding that we had lost our baby. Mm-hmm. So pregnancy loss took a huge toll on me um, emotionally, physically, psychologically, physiologically. And so out of that loss 
in conjunction, which they call compound grief, mm. with losing my mother in love um, and my husband uh, losing his mom, and our children lost their grandmother and a baby they were expecting to be a big brother to. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it it just took a spiral and a toll on me as as a person as I embraced this new level of grief mm-hmm. of losing. Losing, losing a child. Yeah, yeah. And what you're calling compound grief, any one loss is devastating. And then to be dealing with it um, just on the heels of another loss. Well, we'll talk more about that grieving journey when we return. You're listening to Living Well with Dr. Peg. I'm your host, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. And we all need grace to fully grieve and the grace to support loved ones through their grief journey. When we return, what helped and who helped you grieve? We're taking your calls at 303-477-5600. Grieving gracefully when we return. Stay with us. Threats at our schools and workplace continue at an alarming rate and require an innovative approach to overall institutional safety. A 21st century safe school needs the right training, the right equipment, and the correct action plan to achieve a future-ready, safe learning environment. SSI Guardian's comprehensive, evidence-based solutions and Tier 1 Security Consulting is the only active shooter training in America with an accredited CEU. Don't trust your safety to just anyone. SSI Guardian is the only choice. Visit us at SSIGuardian.com. What if a psychologist with years of experience wrote a book revealing secrets that therapists know but usually don't share? And what if that book provided effective strategies for experiencing lasting change? That's exactly what you get with Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark's book, Do Something Different for a Change, an insider's guide to what your therapist knows but may not tell you. Celebrating 10 years in print, this self-help classic shares critical insights to help you understand and overcome the three common barriers to change, heal your emotional pain and emptiness, and strengthen your connection to your true self and others. In the easy-to-understand, down-to-earth style she's known for, Dr. Peg clearly communicates fundamental principles and strategies for change and personal transformation. Read Do Something Different for a Change today and have a better tomorrow. Go to drpegradio.com slash books to purchase your copy today. Studies show that safety greatly impacts student learning and a teacher's ability to do what they do best. Be it broken furniture, a leaking roof, or more serious threat of violence, the 21st Century Safe School by School Specialty addresses school safety from the emotional, social, and physical perspective. Don't wait another moment. Call 877-878-5800 or visit SSIGuardian.com. All right, welcome back, everyone. I'm Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, and you're listening to Living Well with Dr. Peg, information and inspiration for living well and staying safe. And if you're ready to get unstuck and establish new habits that will move you forward in the new year, register now for my personal retreat on Saturday, March 23rd, 2019 in Denver, Colorado. And it's a time of refreshment, reflection, and clarity on where you are, where you want to go and what's holding you back, as well as effective strategies to get you to your next level. Don't miss out on this strategic life-changing event. 
Go to drpegradio.com slash retreats to learn more today. If you want to talk with us about your grief journey or how life has changed for you after the loss of a loved one, give us a call. We're taking your calls at 303-477-5600. And my guests today are Shay Jacobs and Beatrice Bruno. And thanks again, ladies, so much for sharing. And Shay, you were sharing um, your recent losses. Thank you so much. I know that's not easy. Thank you. And Beatrice, thanks so much as well. We all already have a caller. Uh, caller, thanks for um, re- reaching out. You're on the air. Well, thank you for having me, uh, Dr. Pegg. I thank you for the uh, invitation to let me know that this was going to be on today. Can mm-hmm. you all hear me okay? We I'm, can. I'm at work, so there's a lot of background noise. No so problem. We let can me hear know you. If it gets... All right. Well, I thank you, and I heard uh, part, part of the lady that was speaking, and I thank you for sharing and, and the courage to share. Um, also, have been through a series of griefs and um, layers of grief. And what I could say is, um, mm-hmm. from my mother passing at a young age to me losing some some of my vision to my father being killed, on and on and on. Mm-hmm. So, what helped me get through is um, a lot of inspirational friends, a lot of um, God, God, prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, it is it's not a one day journey; it's a process. For Amen. me, it's been a lifetime journey. And um, I met Dr. Pegg, I think I met you back in 2005, and I read your book. I didn't get a chance to um, read all of it, but what I read at the time got, uh, really was an inspiration to me, do something different for a change. Mm-hmm. And I said, I could feel sometimes you have to know that sometimes anger can set up and bitterness mm-hmm. can set in, and I had to make a decision, was I going to be bitter or better? Mm-hmm. And That's so, good. Um, mm-hmm. After, read, after reading that book and listening to friends and family, I have a very uh, supportive family um, that I w- was really able to pull through, and God by himself really helped me in a lot mm-hmm. of prayer. Amen. That's so awesome. It's, yeah. it's an ongoing process. Yes. Thanks so much for sharing that. And you said layers. Um, uh, our, a pastor at my church, uh, Pastor Kay Michaela, says you can either pickle sweet or pickle sour. <laughs> so I like what you said about being bitter or better. Um, uh, Beatrice, would you like to respond to anything that our caller shared? We know that you've experienced a recent loss as well. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, Dr. Pig and, and, and young lady, thank you so much for sharing your experience. I Beginning January the 27th of 2018, that's when the deaths started mm, for 2018. Deaths, plural. Deaths, plural. Mm-hmm. First, it was my high school basketball coach with whom I was very close. Mm. Um, the next month was my 30-year-old goddaughter who was nine months pregnant. Oh, gosh. And they mm. both. And then after that, it, every month, there was a death mm. a month of people that were close to me or I was close to. So that by the time August the 7th arrived and I received the phone call saying, Beatrice, John has collapsed here at work. Your husband. My husband. And he's mm. not responding. He's not you know, by that time, wow. you know, and so I understand the layers of grief and also the um, the different multiple grief and what it can do. Because now I've since discovered um, at the beginning of this year that I'm suffering from PTSD. Mm-hmm. Whereas when if somebody calls me and say so and so is in the hospital, I'm like, oh, Lord, I can't take it. Uh-uh. Yeah. No. You're, at, uh, you're at your breaking point. Yes, really. too, absolutely. Too much grief. Absolutely. Yeah. So that compound grief, as um, Shanika was saying, that it's something that you can't get through overnight. Mm-hmm. You have to um, walk this thing out. And if you don't have the proper covering, if you will, or the proper friends, if you will, surrounding you, mm-hmm. you will not make it. And I, I told somebody today, I don't know how people do this without Jesus. Right. And so you said it, it takes time. Our caller also yes. said it's a lifelong journey. Yes. You can't do it overnight and you can't do it alone. No, you can't. And 
in, in addition to the, the grief, it's the trauma. Yes. And so you've got loss, you've got trauma, you've got grief. Say more about that, the circumstances you mean under which um, Yeah, sometimes the it's the circumstances um, that, that come about. So you lose someone. It can be a tr- losing someone is a traumatic yes. mm-hmm. experience. Yes. Um, sometimes that may be for someone how they lost. Like, you know, the caller said that, you know, her, or her dad was her, murdered. Her yeah. dad was murdered. Mm-hmm. So those are different types of layers that's that you're right. dealing mm-hmm. with. That's an injustice. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, or just the trauma. I had to give birth. Mm. That was traumatic. Yes. So my body went through all the processing of giving birth. Um, knowing that my baby would be born dead. Mm -hmm. And so I still, you know, for lack of better words, I still lactated. My arms still wanted to hold him. Um, The the trauma of the birth medically Mm -hmm. was crazy. Mm -hmm. And so you're dealing with not only that. So for me, walking through grief opened up life grief. Yes. So then the things that I grieved in my life or that I wow. never grieved. That's right. Do you know what Come I'm on, saying, yeah. Beatrice? Yes, I do. Uh, dreams dying, mm. um, relationships that um, had not been restored, um, areas of pain that right. had been stuck underneath wow. um, who I was as a person. And so you're raw. Yeah. Yes. Now you talked earlier about the spiritual element as well to grieving. Yeah. And talk to me, both of you, as I know you're both women of faith, talk to me about even the opportunity that opens up through the current grief, you're saying it's opening up life grief that whether, whether you realize it or not, there's a book called feelings buried alive, never Mm -hmm. die. Mm -hmm. So whether you realize it or not, that grief has been affecting you. Mm -hmm. And as, as traumatic as current losses may be there, talk to me about the, the opportunity in that. So I will, I'm going to allow Beatrice to share more. She just mentioned that she discovered she had post-traumatic stress disorder. So would you share a little bit more about how you grieve life and things that happened? Absolutely. When I was 13 years old and and I just turned 60 in January, when I was 13, my grandfather passed away. Mm -hmm. And during that time in South Carolina, children were not able to go into the intensive care unit. Mm -hmm. So when my granddaddy went to the hospital, and did not return. And I asked my grandmother, Mama, where's Daddy? Oh, he's gone. Mm-hmm. Where's he gone to? You know, and when I went to the funeral and saw him in the coffin, mm-hmm. I couldn't I couldn't get closure because I had not been able to say goodbye. I had not been able to say, I love you. Mm-hmm. And so now that same grief from when I was 13 in 1972 has come forward mm. to this time yes. so that I'm, I'm facing wow. all these different levels of grief and throughout this time. And now I'm having to deal with it mm-hmm. at 60 when it should have been dealt with at 13. And that's why I'm so thankful to the people, the folks in the community who are having these grief conferences and symposiums yes. because we we as a people, as a community, we really have not talked about grief. Right. It's been something that said, oh, well, baby, your daddy died. You'll get over it. Mm-hmm. No. Yep. I, how will I get over how, it? How will I, how get, will I get over it? it? And I thank God for people like you, Dr. Pei, who are therapists that I can mm-hmm. actually talk to and you can help me to see there's something wrong. Right. And so really not going through this journey alone, whether it's That's one-on-one right. Um, whether it's in a, a grieving group, a support yes. group, or Shay, you have a symposium coming up as well. I do. It's uh, a, a resource. It is. And so that's, this is how um, grief gracefully 
birthed about is because as I was walking through grief, I really um, was experiencing things that I had never experienced before. And I found that, why did I not know that this is grief? Mm. So grief is also something that's not normalized. Um, a part of life. A, a part of life. Yeah. And, and it's, it's really beyond the grave. It's beyond the repast and bringing someone a meal and yes. showing up with a card and sitting with them. A lot of the grief sets mm. in when everyone is faded away right. and you're faced to deal with a myriad of emotions and symptoms and pains, whether they're physical, emotional, soul wise, mm, exactly. and it takes, you have to take the grace of God and actually embrace the grace of God to grieve or else you may try to cope in an unhealthy manner. Right, right, right. right. Very true. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that because it, it, we forget that um, weeks later, months later on the anniversary of the person's birthday, the first Christmas without them, yes. your friends have forgotten that you're still grieving through those new milestones and you may be there on your own. So one message I would want to encourage listeners is to ask for help. So part of what we're trying to do here today is raise awareness. So when you have a friend or loved one who is grieving, remember to put a note on your calendar to That's reach right. out on right. so-and-so's birthday right. or Christmas, but also for the grieving person to feel empowered to ask for help, That's right. uh, ask That's for right. people to come. And we have a, another caller on the line, and then Shay, um, I want you to, to finish your thought as well. Okay. Uh, caller, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hi, this is Craig Carlisle. How are you? Hi, Craig Carlisle. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for calling in. Outstanding. I just it was really impressed with, with the ladies that you're having on your show right now, talking about grief and delayed grief and different versions of compound grief. It's just uh, it's a tough thing to go through being a widower myself, and, mm -hmm. and we are so used to accounting for grief and being the loss of a physical loved one, but we're not taking into account the loss of friendships and relationships and mm -hmm. jobs, That's right. homes and places that are in the same category to our bodies because our bodies are taking the same impression mm, as right. loss being lost. That's right. It has nothing to do with the loved one not being there, mm. but it's, it's the same type of feeling. Mm -hmm. And thanks so much for sharing that. We uh, call that secondary loss, yes. not just the person, but uh, even uh, Craig, the relatives of that loved one who you may not really have access to anymore now that your loved one is, has passed on, um, having to relocate, a uh, loss of income, mm -hmm. all of those um, mm -hmm. things that we don't immediately think about or realize until we're living life and That's experiencing right. that. That's very true. That's very true. And if I can, you know, add to that, um, when our children are grieving, mm -hmm. they look at us mm -hmm. and say, well, mom, I don't know if I can help you right now. Mm -hmm. And it's okay for the parent to say to the child, it's okay, baby. Mm -hmm. We'll do this together. Yes. What are your thoughts on the parent trying to be so strong? And Craig, I'd be interested in your input on this question as well. Um, the parent's trying to be so strong and, and cry privately, mm -hmm. grieve privately, that the children have no model, as you were saying, Shay, for how to normalize grief. What does the normal grieving look like? Is something wrong with me because I'm sad because mom doesn't look sad mm -hmm. that dad's mm -hmm. now gone? Um, Craig, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I, I probably did it the incorrect way. I know, Dr. Craig, you probably would tell everybody there's probably no right or wrong way to do it. True. But since my kids did not 
see me openly crying, laid out on the floor, and you know, in, in some form of drunken state or depressed mm-hmm. state. I tried to keep our household together as if their mom was still here the mm-hmm. whole time. Mm-hmm. But in private places, there was you know meltdown after meltdown. There were moments when I couldn't get the covers off of my head because it hurt so much, mm-hmm. and it, I didn't like the dark, and I didn't want to be seen out in public because I didn't want to see anybody see me having an off day. Mm-hmm. I. If I could go back, I would definitely do it differently and let my kids see me cry more openly, let the kids see me down more openly, and so they would not have such a delay to their grieving process. Mm -hmm. And Shay, you have two young boys. Yeah, and this is so timely. And so um, to Craig, I would say it's a balance of both. Um, trying to keep uh, a maintenance of what's going on with your children and lifestyle. But I last night, my boys and I, we talked about uh, losing baby Adam. Amen. And my youngest son, Josiah, is four. And he said, Mom, I'm sad. I never mm. got to hold my baby brother. Oh, bless his little heart. And, um, and then my oldest son said, he's Elijah, he's six. He said, and I'm a little bit angry, Mom. Wow. Because... We won't get to see him. Mm. And I, 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 he should be right here next to you, and I could be looking at him. Amen. Mm. And so at home, I allow grief to be normal. Yes, and that they're, man, that they can express themselves. They yes. have a feeling, yes. an emotional vocabulary <laughs> that I'm sure it's because you and your husband have modeled that and given them permission, didn't give them a message of, oh, boys, don't cry, don't That's be right. angry, don't feel sad. That's right. Uh, you let them just express their feelings. And I express it. And mm-hmm. sometimes I ignite it to say, they say, well, mommy, what's wrong? I said, you know, I'm thinking about granny Mm. And Adam and my, I'm just sad. Mm. And it does give them the permission. It does release them. Mm -hmm. And it does allow them to be human. Mm -hmm. And I tell them, you don't have to feel happy or sad. Feel how you feel. And then let me know how you feel so that we can focus on those feelings and they're not misguided and acted out in another way. So let's put words to them. Yes, absolutely. And again, Craig, I think you're exactly right. There's no right or wrong way. There there are ways that are helpful. And I'm sure each family, each situation, every child is different. Uh, But I'm a big proponent as a parent of going back, even if it's decades later, Mm -hmm. and calling something out, apologizing for something, talking about something. I know it's been X number of years since mom passed, but I've been thinking about it again. Amen. And I, I handled it this way, and I, I have regrets about this, or I never asked you how you were feeling about that. We can always go back and have those we conversations can. again. True. We can. Yeah. And I've given myself permission to go back to when my grandfather was alive and, you know, and just sit and say, Daddy, I miss you. Mm-hmm. I wonder what what my life would have been like Mm -hmm. if you had lived Mm -hmm. and I had gotten to know you better and gotten to know myself under you better. Yes. You know, so yeah, absolutely. Well, Craig Carlisle, thanks for calling. Give a shout out to your radio program, if you would. No problem. I appreciate it, Dr. Peg. It's the Raising Men Show, and it's R-Z-N-G-M-E-N. We are on WKBY 1080 AM out of Chatham, Virginia. Or you can also catch us online at theraisingmenshow.com. Awesome. Thanks, Dr. Peg. Thanks so much, Craig. God bless you. 
Well, ladies, um, we've talked about a lot. Share some details about your upcoming event. Shanika, uh, your your organization, Harvest Speakers Bureau, is hosting an event on grieving gracefully. Yeah, I'm really um, just amazed by God uh, about this event. So uh, Grieve Gracefully is grief, loss, and trauma awareness. And um, I'm super excited about the speakers and the panel and those who are going to be bringing the information to highlight awareness, to normalize grief, to help people who are walking through their season of grief, and also um, to be an insightful place to empower those who are supporting someone else uh, mm-hmm. walking through grief. Um, I have right here by my side, of course, Beatrice Bruno, and um, you know she's recently widowed. I have uh, Debbie Stafford. She also is recently widowed. And um, I have Louis Ray. Uh, they buried him and his wife, Kim Ray, buried their daughter um, in November. And then Tamika Shambay, who's uh, a dancer, she also buried her son. And so I think it's rich because it's coming with a component of something that's real. We're, mm-hmm. we're not trying to share something we have not yes. experienced. And, and um, Elder Brenda Clark Dandridge, she's LPC, she's licensed, and Debbie is as well. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of the people on the panel are rich in the faith. And we've got Dr. Carla Coburn, who's going to moderate for us, mm-hmm. and um, Pastor Kathleen Sargent, um, who has helped several of us mm. walk through yes. our grief. Yes, yes. And so there's something to be said um, from her perspective because she was instrumental in walking my family through and walking Beatrice through and walking Mm -hmm. the Wraith family through. And then we have Pastor Lisa Marshall, who was also instrumental in aiding me and my husband and my children. And so there's something to be said about having support and having a great network Mm -hmm. so that you can be free to grieve. Yes, awesome. And this is for men and women. It's for men and women. And there's a little something there for everyone. You've got the professional mental health professionals. You've got ministry. You have people with lived experience, people on the other side. Yes. of the grief Beatrice uh, and even in the midst of mm-hmm. it still. So Absolutely. wonderful um, uh, listeners, you can learn more about this event. I'll have a link to it on my website at drpegradio.com. Um, this has just been such a, you use the word rich, a rich discussion. I really appreciate so much both of you being on the program, Amen. Shay Jacobs and Beatrice Bruno. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you so us. much for having us. And listeners, thanks for tuning in. This is Living Well with Dr. Peg. If you'd like to share this interview with a friend or connect with my guests or learn more about their upcoming event, Grieve Gracefully, just go to the program archives at drpegradio.com. And we're brought to you by our sponsor, SSI Guardian. My guests were Shanika Jacobs and Beatrice Bruno. And I'm Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, reminding you to live well. 